At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Hello, all the peoples. Welcome to another episode of The Turn the Dead. This is a live, real thing that my favorite people, Aaron and Danae, do on Tuesdays. Enjoy it! You ready to shoe a dough? I'm ready. This is the first... Official. Official. Out of the beta. Out of beta test episode of Shoe the Dough. I'm excited. And you might notice right off the bat... It's not repeating it's itself. It's not repeating itself. Aaron, you finally fixed your... I figured it out. <laughs> it took me so long, but I figured it out. If you've been listening to our beta shows, mm-hmm. you'll you'll know what we're talking about. You can go back and listen to sure. beta. I have a question for you, Aaron. Okay. Because you titled the episodes. Yes. So they're like S-B-J-O-O... <laughs> B four nine seven. Okay. Or whatever. Well, see, here's what. So why, why did you title them that way? Okay. So here's what happens, right? Because we have Shoe the Dough podcast, and this is a part of Shoe the Dough podcast that has its titling system, right? But I wanted to do something to distinguish Shoe the Dough Live from you know when that transition happened. So that was the you know SDL part or whatever is the Shoe the Dough Live part. Okay. Right. Right. Then we had our beta shows, <laughs> and so I wanted to do something instead of just like the number. Okay. I wanted to, you know, it's the beta zero zero because it's not technically the first show, and then there were two of them, so it was A and B. Oh. I think it makes complete sense. I was wondering. I think, I think that is fabulous. I think that your organizational system is fabulous, <laughs> sir. You did a great oh, job. Oh man. Well, hopefully now that they're official, the titling will be a lot more simpler. We'll just the titling we'll just, is just going to be like the, the title number, of the show. Oh, yeah, it's a the number. number in the title. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. It'll be a little bit weird because um, it's you. <laughs> thank you. You're Much welcome. Appreciated. You're welcome. So how how you doing? Good. How's your week been? Like any big news? Any big stories? Anything fun to talk about? Um, I have just come off of a crazy search through Imager, which is like okay. a website dedicated to like image sharing. And it's like a social site or whatever. And so my brain is filled with images of things I just saw. None of them related to my life. <laughs> right now, stuck in my mind. like, And I'm glancing through. Like, I'm just sweeping uh-huh. through. Because I was looking for a specific image. Yeah. You know, that we we're we we're going to talk about here later on. I wanted to find something. Mm-hmm. So No, sure. And so I'm like, That's I'm good. Zooming, I appreciate you being prepared for the I, show. Thank I'm you. zooming through. I'm zooming through. I'm zooming through. And in that quick zoom, there was this t- tiny little picture of what I think might have been a crocodile being eaten by a snake. <laughs> and I just cannot shake it. Yeah, that stuff's no good for you. You don't like, like, animals and eating other animals. and Specifically snakes. Like, mm-hmm. that creature. Oh, I'm just realizing anyway. the order you put those animals in. The crocodile slash alligator was being eaten by the snake. Uh-huh. The, they weren't eating a snake. No. That's a bit freaky. Right? <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what I was. But see, here's I don't want to go back and find out to be sure. Oh no! So no. I apologize for the heebie-jeebies that may have just been passed on to but to today, you. But this is what happens when you live life the way you live it. Which okay? is what? Which is what? How do which I? Which is life? taking in every single picture that ever comes across the internet. <laughs> like you go to Im- Imager mm-hmm. and you just you find everything. There are a lot of hilarious photos, and yes, I do come across some, but. See, there's some sites that are pretty safe. Like you're not mm-hmm. gonna see 
really bad stuff. Right. Like there was a picture of somebody who like had maybe like hurt himself and mm-hmm. he had like this really crazy gash on his leg. Right. And I I was like, that's weird. That's not normally on this site. Well, it was because someone does makeup effects for oh. their job. And people were in an uproar because when you click on it, it looks real. And he's like, I'm really proud of this, you guys, because da, 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 da. So I was like, why is he proud of this injury? What happened? Did he <laughs> save someone's nice, life? yeah. You know, so there's there's safe places to look. And then there's ones that aren't quite safe. And I try to avoid those. But every once in a while, yeah, I see pictures that are just really. Yeah, I think it's just a natural consequence of. Looking at the internet, period. Yeah, taking in the internet. <laughs> Anytime you, know? you go to the internet, yeah. you don't know. It. Facebook's like that now, too. Where things will pop up in my feed that uh-huh. someone's shared or something like that. And it's just very disturbing. Mm. So yeah. you can't really help you can't really help what you see on the internet. It's how you immediately try to launch it out of your brain or deal with it. But that's I mean, that's as a parent, you know, for me, that's why it's so important for me to always be open to talking to my kids about mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. At any age. Yeah. Because they live in a world where technology makes it so that any image, any song, any whatever yep. can pop up in their world at any moment. And the only way to make that not happen is to like live out in the middle of Montana, get off the grid, and every once in a while send out an EMP blast to make sure you're short circuiting any devices that may be coming your way. Like there's no way to avoid that. It's like a great movie. <laughs> no. It sounds like a very boring movie. What I do is I make sure that I click on the little thing that says, you know, I do not want to see this or I'm not interested in this. Right. On, specifically on Facebook. Cause then yeah. and then I stop Then it lets somebody know. Then I stop seeing, you know, certain things. Yeah. You know. I guess so, that makes sense. You can you can interact with your environment, but you will always come across something. At some point in time, you're going to come across something you just did not want so to So not only absorb. do you have to be open to talking to them, you have to teach them how to process that stuff. Like you have to teach them the skills it takes to, you know, not necessarily process it isn't what I mean. What I mean is to handle it. When that happens, what do you do? You know, when that happens, how do you guard yourself? How do you keep yourself from, you know, digging into a really dark hole, hmm. you know? And that's all of the sudden in the last 15 years, you know, part of what parenting is about. When you started having kids, you didn't know it was going to be like this. No. (laughs) I started having kids back in the 1900s. So (laughs) that's actually true and hilarious that you said it that way. (laughs) For me, if my husband and I have children, Mm -hmm. we very well know what they're going to be exposed to. Whereas for you... When you started having kids, yeah, I mean, there was technology and, you know, the internet was kind of – like the internet's been around since – I don't remember the year that it really started to kind of It was like, the mid and late 90s is when it really started coming to its own. it was or 96, yep. something That's like that. Right. Yep. So, I mean, like I – obviously, like I've, I've known it's going to be around, but not quite the impact that it has. Mm-hmm. Now we kind of see the impact that it can have. And it, it continues to grow, yeah. you know, and so there's there's all that interesting stuff as well. Let us know. By the way, we should mention if you're listening to this after the fact in podcast form, like you subscribe to Shoe the Dough, uh, this is a live show. We do it every Tuesday at noon central, and we have piece, people who listen along. If you're listening along – uh, let us know what you think about this stuff. If you want to chime in on something, you know, an observation about, you know, internet culture and what it means as a parent or just whatever hits you, uh, let us know. We'd... Or random facts about how snakes can actually eat a crocodile. <laughs> yes. <laughs> whatever works for you. Uh, we would love to participate with you in kind of these conversations. I think it's a great conversation to have kind of going into what we had planned to talk about today. That was all free. That was all bonus. We're, <laughs> we plan to talk about um, parent judgment today and how we look at other parents and judge how they treat yeah. their, kildre, their children, children. Their children. <laughs> I don't know if that was a Freudian Is it okay slip. to launch into that now? Let's go ahead. Yeah, let's so, go ahead. This kind of launched after I had an experience where I really try hard not to judge anybody. I Like, you know, you look at something and you try to assess what's going on. Your brain just naturally starts to put A and B together mm-hmm. and create C. Mm-hmm. But I'm always a part of that equation going, I don't actually know any of their story or any of their circumstances, I'm not drawing a conclusion here. So isn't that difficult? Because I I try to do the same thing. I Mm -hmm. think what makes it difficult sometimes is that we're also the type of people, just as human beings, most of us at least, that also want to know right from wrong. So we also, in our own lives, want to know, okay, I'm acting properly or I'm acting improperly, right? So we try to define those things for ourselves. So then it's hard not to look at somebody else and go, I've already defined this. 
Well, Why see, aren't you following my definitions? I'm not saying that I'm like more advanced or whatever mm-hmm. in this department, but like I have had so many diverse friends in my life and so many diverse situations, and I've been mm. a part of so many diverse families. Like I, I love my family, but I've also like gone and spent time with other people's families. You know, your truth and your right from wrong is oftentimes very different than another family. You know, mm-hmm. you're just raised differently or whatever. And let's, and let's make the and clarification then, that's that's different than the truth being right, different yeah. for and different people. So then yeah. there's that layer. Then the next layer mm-hmm. is, you know, what's right or wrong for your workplace. And then you change workplaces and things shift. So every mm-hmm. you, you're constantly learning the rules. And then you have society rules like what are judicial systems that's for? Yeah, what are the laws? And then we have like, you know, humanity truths. And then we mm-hmm. have God truths. So there's all these different things at play, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm sitting in Chick-fil-A. And I have a moment where I am, like, realizing I am straight judging someone. Okay, paint us the picture, Danae. All all of these filters aside, like, all of the work I've done, Mm -hmm. I think that a parent was just wrong. (laughs) And that's weird for me to say, but it's true. Is that okay? You know, is uh, maybe that's the first question. And again, you can respond in the comments. But is it okay to have those moments where you say, no, what they're doing is wrong? Yes, inside your own mind. And potentially... (laughs) With your loved one at the table. Like in my situation, I was sitting at dinner or lunch with my husband, Justin. Mm-hmm. And so we're sitting there and I decide to tell him what my what I'm struggling with. You guys were getting ready to eat some Christian chicken. Some Christian chicken sandwiches. <laughs> and um, I think where it could go wrong is if you decide to take justice upon yourself and intervene in someone else's life without there being a point of like request. Like... If this if this mother that I was watching and observing mm-hmm. had had asked her audience of anyone sitting inside that restaurant, hey, can I get anyone's opinion about what just happened? Then maybe that's an okay, like, okay, I'm going to go over there. Right, or so, if you feel like a child's in danger, then maybe right. blur those lines. But the situation at hand, let me get to, I'll tell yeah, you what happened. Yeah, because we're already to I'm judge sorry, with you. I'm sorry. No, we're already to judge <laughs> with you. So tell us, tell us what happened so we can be part of the judging. A mom... Did not notice, did not care, don't know, wasn't in her brain, that all of her children, she had four children with her. I don't know if they were hers or if she was watching them. Don't were know. they playing in the in the play area? Right. They were in the play area. Okay. And they came running out like one by one. I will just stop you just for a second and say, the play area is one of the best places for parent judgment. <laughs> There's so much that goes on in there. <laughs> but continue. So they come out and they need to go to the restroom. And she just says, it's in the back corner. Right? Mm-hmm. And they all go running off one by one to the bathroom with no shoes on. Ah. So I, I'm like, the first kid like runs by little, like totally nude feet, pad, pad, uh-huh. pad, 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 off to the bathroom. And like my stomach lurches because I'm like, no, 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 no. No exposed flesh onto any surface in public restroom, period, let alone little feet. You know, it's like a little girl and little like girls' bathrooms are no cleaner than boys' bathrooms, but boys' bathrooms are apparently worse. I don't know. I don't go into them. Hold on. Yes. Guys' bathrooms have to be worse than the ladies' rooms. uh, Ladies' splash. (laughs) I mean, let's just be honest. (laughs) It's equally disgusting. Well, maybe not equally. I didn't mean to take us into TMI territory, but. But, well, seriously, though, this is what you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. I'm forced. Okay, here I have my French fry. It's headed towards my mouth. I'm about to eat it. And all of a sudden, I can't eat my French fry because all I can think about is the surface areas of public (laughs) restrooms and how, and it wasn't just one child. It was. All of them came out and all of them went to the bathroom and none of them had shoes on and they were all running around. And then, and so I told Justin, my husband, I'm like, I'm really struggling. Like, I think that's wrong. And he says, well, it's not, you know, not your kids, not your situation. I was like, but now they're spreading that germy stuff all over the restaurant. Like they're running everywhere. And then they're going back into the playpen where other kids go and so anyways that's it might not be the biggest deal in the world but uh-huh. i really was shaken by it because i was straight hardcore judging did her. you did you rub your french fry up against their bare feet like why were you like where was that contamination gonna happen i didn't like csi the bottom of their feet <laughs> i didn't like like no but i know you, you mentioned your friend being scared of your french fry like how would that contamination get to your french fry Okay, have you ever, like, been eating something and then, like, a disturbing thought happens and then changes your desire to consume food? Sure, sure, That's sure. What okay, so yeah. it was, like, a psychological break kind of thing. No, yeah, I didn't see them, like, as little pig pen children running <laughs> out of the bathroom with, like, this sort of air of gross, nasty stuff. Sure. But I did think about that being wrong. Like, I feel like 
I wouldn't let and I'm not a parent, so I don't know. I was just going to go there. I'm not I was a because this is one of my favorite parts about parent judgment is the distinction between parents and non-parents, right? And I think it's a lot easier as a non-parent to You say that that it's easier for me to judge because This is I'm what not, I'm looking forward but, to. But yeah. listen, but listen, okay. I'm telling you, I've had so many friends with kids. I really try not to do that well if I was a parent thing cuz mm-hmm. I don't know. I, right. But even if you are a parent, you don't know her circumstances. You don't know Correct. why, right? Sure. Okay. Sure. So I'm not a parent, and I know that it can get crazy, especially if you've got four kids and they're all running mm-hmm. around and you can't keep track of it all. Mm. But there's something about sending somebody to the public restroom without shoes on that just re- <laughs> that crosses, crosses a line that for you. Line. Yes, it crosses that line for you. Is that like weird? this should be illegal. <sighs> it just seems something weird to me. should be done. Yeah, right? I feel like I feel like that just should be like a a big no no. Well, you are not alone. Um, many restaurants. In fact, I thought Chick Fil A was one of them, and maybe somebody just wasn't paying attention, you're actually not allowed to be barefoot in play areas. They actually make you wear socks. In mm-hmm. fact, they sell them at the restaurant Whoa. if your kids are wearing sandals. So they are more expensive than the ones you would buy at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they do that. So I will tell you this right off the bat. Restaurants agree with you. They don't want kids running around in bare feet at all, let alone into their bathroom there's, and then back into the there's play There's two things. Like, you know, your feet are – your skin absorbs material. And so I feel like there's just more of a risk for mm-hmm. getting sick. There's just a lot of – you know, fecal matter, sorry, <laughs> that is in specifically in the restroom. Hey, this is a talk show. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> so anyhow, bringing that out into the public area is just, you know, maybe inevitable on the bottoms of shoes too or whatever, but specifically being absorbed into little bitty feet. Mm-hmm. I just, that really got me. All right. So let's, let's continue just to talk about this specific situation for a little bit longer. Then we'll get more into like broad parent judgment here. But I want to say- uh. As a parent and also as a person who is maybe less likely to care about that kind of stuff, this would still be something where I would go, eh, you probably should have had them put their shoes on. Yeah. But I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about contamination. It's just we, if we knew. No, I know, right? Like if we took one of those like little. Right? Uh, like if you carried a blue light with you. Right. Everywhere, you know. Black light. A black light with you everywhere you went. Uh, you would crawl into your bed and oh, never yeah. leave. No, you know? I, I totally agree with you. Although your and bed they, is probably the worst part of the And they say thing. that like screens on your phone are like really disgusting because you take them into the restrooms with you and, you know, like particles fly everywhere. So there's, mm-hmm. I, I know that there's gross surfaces, but there's something about like- And our hands are worse than our feet. There's they something about, so you know, a kid that just- train them up you know to, mm-hmm. to just think about oh yes. i should have some covering on my feet but i agree with you i wasn't where i landed as i was deciding yes i do need to eat my fries and just get over this <laughs> yes. where i landed was your fecal fries i thank you Aaron. <laughs> thank you for that i appreciate it <laughs> coming soon to a McDonald's. gross don't <laughs> don't Ew. Sorry, too much freedom. Too much freedom Ugh. on the talk show. I apologize. No, too, you're good. Too much freedom. Where I landed was, I have prayer. I'll just pray for their little feet. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when I pray, I sort of get very imaginative. And so one of the things I did was I began to, um, like, visualize that there was, like, this special protective bubble around their little bitty feet. Nice. And, like, any sort of, like, bacteria that was trying to, like, fight its way into their bloodstream or whatever would just be, like, eradicated. And I felt pretty good about that. I'm like, that is something I – because I do have control over that. Some sort of disinfectant angel squad. Yes. <laughs> that's, like, They're that's just, their like, job. running after like spraying some, their feet. Some angels are there to protect us from, you know, car <laughs> yes. accidents, whatever. No. These angels, they're disinfectant angels. <laughs> They've got that covered. Uh, so, anyways, that's that's how the, the parent judging kind of conversation started is that I, I wanted to admit that I struggled with that. I think that's normal. I think that's okay. Uh, like I said, I think how you respond to it is part of the battle, you know? Yeah. And maybe we can talk a little bit uh, more about that here I in a think, second. I think where it gets wrong, just real quick before we move on, where, yeah, yeah. It, where it gets wrong or it changes is if you're judging a situation. Because, like, I judged the situation and I decided that for me, I didn't think that was right. I think where things get shifty is when you begin to impose your truth onto somebody else and then begin to make assumptions that they're either less of a person because they think differently than you or something like that. So like if I had shifted into 
that mom is a bad mom or those kids are bad kids. Like if I had shifted into that, mm. I think that's when things get more of a problem with your heart than, than, you than still... just making a call like, oh, that's just something I don't think that I would do in my life. Does well, that make and sense? even more than that, though, I think you're saying more than just I think that's something I wouldn't do. I think you're saying I think that's something she shouldn't do, too. That it crosses a line where you believe that that is not okay. That she shouldn't be letting them do that. Now you don't judge, like you don't hold it against her in a way that's like she's a bad person. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is right. I can, I can. It's that. It's the. It's kind of interesting because this subject hits into a lot of other ones too, where I can have a different opinion mm-hmm. than someone else, think that you could make a different, better call, and still find love for you and still find appreciation for you and still respect you do you know what i mean like we don't Mm -hmm. have to be on opposite sides i don't have to suddenly not like her because she thinks differently than me or whatever Mm -hmm. so especially at chick-fil-a because there's like christian music playing in the background and like you've got all that support for you to have a healthy healthy relationship All right, Danae, tell us a little bit. Whoa. Whoa. Hey. I just, I got. That's exciting. I got a double of, intro. I got tired of not hearing anything repeat. Uh, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about uh, how people can support this show and how this show works, how we do this live show. Keep so it going. Sh- yeah, Shoe the Dough uh, started off as a podcast a couple of years ago, and we are relaunching it as a live show. And we do that because we have people that support us financially each month and help us to make it possible. Uh, your financial gift every single month helps to make sure that the equipment works well, that we have the connection and the ability to launch this this show, Shoe mm-hmm. the Dough, mm-hmm. the Shoe the Dough Show, live, live or, late, or later. With Aaron and Danae. With Aaron. <laughs> That's a long title. But anyway, how you can support us is on a website called Patreon. We use it, patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae, and there's different ways you can give. There's different benefits for giving. It's a really fun One website. of the main ones is that uh, this live show will be available podcast form tomorrow. But it will be available today for our patrons who Mm -hmm. donate $10 a month or more to us. And I think $3 a month is um, available as well, kind of... I think there's some perks with that, too, as far as hearing content. The perk and... of knowing that Shoe the Dough exists because <laughs> of you. That even happens at a dollar a month. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So we appreciate it all. It really means a lot to us. The only reason we can do this, actually, is because there are people who are already giving to uh, make the cost um, yeah. happen. Let's so. see how many. I think we've got 18 supporters. Let's go yeah. look. Patreon.com slash Aaron and we're getting close to the 250 a month mark. 18 patrons right now. We're at $241 a month, and our next goal is $500 a month. In which case, we do the show five days a week instead of just on Tuesdays. Ooh, that'll be fun. We can get there with your help. So, patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae, or you can go to our website. If you're already at our website listening to the show live right now, you'll see a Patreon and you just click on it, and it'll take you right where you need to go. So more about parent judgment. Uh, we can get a little more into that. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I know um, Jennifer was saying that she tries to make sure that her kids wear shoes into the bathroom and she's not successful 100% of the time. Right. So there is that aspect as well is you don't know if this mom's having an off day too That's where it's like saying. she just missed it. That's what I'm saying. You know? All I learned in that <clears throat> moment was that for me individually, that was like a trigger. Like there was just something about it. But I also have like a little bit of a germaphobic thing every once in a while. I'm a little, I'm not like super germaphobic, but like I have certain things that I, so that might just be a Danae thing. Who knows? Yeah. I wouldn't have noticed. I can tell you that. I probably wouldn't have noticed. If somebody had brought it to my attention, I would have been like, yeah, that's not, that's not okay. But I, it wouldn't have crossed my mind. I don't think. I mean, I do have dogs. They run around in the yard and we know that there's dog stuff in the yard and then they come inside. So that doesn't bother me. That's an interest. I, that is an interesting thing. Isn't that weird? What makes that different? I don't Why know. is that different today? I don't know. I just admitted it. I <laughs> thought of it and I admitted it because I like to be honest about, you know, my humanity, <laughs> my double standards. Apparently, <laughs> isn't that another sign though? Uh, another reason why we should be so careful about judging is our own inconsistencies. There's a couple of things like. One, I don't know that we can stop judging because I think it's just a natural human instinct to try to make a call, mm-hmm. you know? Right, Our, exactly. We're always trying to just make the right call. So that's that's one thing that we kind mm-hmm. of have going for us. But then, like, as we get older, we're, I think that one of the big challenges 
is to try to emulate that love perspective. Mm. And when you love first, judgment isn't really part of that. You really have to just kind of like shed all of these things that make you want to have a difference with them or Mm -hmm. a reason not to get close to them. Like you can love somebody and not like see them every single day. You can genuinely have love for people. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the challenge is, you know, one, you've got your human nature trying to make a good call, trying to make, you know, the right call or whatever so that you can just stay even and stay Mm -hmm. in your homeostasis. And then... Then you've got this love thing going on after it. And that's the big challenge, I think. So we talked in the first segment kind of from your perspective as a non-parent. And I thought maybe during this segment as we continue to talk about uh, parent judgment, I thought I'd talk a little bit about kind of my experience as a parent. And it is really difficult when people will tell you, oh, you could be raising your kids better. Oh. And, and they, may not, they may not say those words, but those are the words you hear. When they're like, are you sure you want to let them do that? Or, you know, how can you let him talk to you like that? Or, you know, those kind of things where it's like, look, I'm in a journey and I'm trying. One of, you know, one of our kids really struggles with anger. And I remember very specifically, it was Fourth of July, I think two or three years ago. I'd be three years ago, I think this coming fourth. And we were at a fireworks and he was in a mood where he wanted to be obstinate and rebellious and disobedient. And he did not want to sit down and watch the fireworks. Sounds like a great time. (laughs) That sounds amazing. You are no longer allowed to interact with my children. (laughs) Um, No, no. he. But he was in that mode where he wouldn't listen and it kept elevating, Mm -hmm. right? To where it was like, we need you to sit down. If you don't sit down, I'm going to have to take you home. I know you want to watch these fireworks works but you are distracting other people you're being you know uh, having a poor impact on people or whatever the case you need to sit down and he just he wouldn't do it and it was finally to that place where it was like I think I think the final straw was he said something very directly disrespectful to his mother I think that was and that was it for me and I was like okay we're going home I'm gonna take you home and something clicked in him where I don't know if he was pushing to see if we would actually do it. Yeah. And then it was like, uh-oh, I think they're actually doing it. And we were. And it was like, that didn't bring him back. That sent him further over the edge. And so I am basically dragging him by the arm through this crowd of people there to watch Fourth of July. And awesome. I am feeling every single eyeball Hashtag on me. best day ever. <laughs> <laughs> it may be hashtag worst day ever. It may be one of my worst days. Uh. Because it's not only painful inside because you feel like, you know, a failure as a parent. You're already feeling all those things. But you also feel like people are looking at you and judging you and like, you know, that that my choices are (laughs) because my choices as a parent resulted in this. Maybe not. You're probably a bad parent because your child is acting like. Right. But, you know, you're you're bringing up a really good point. Like I get frustrated talking to my friends to hear that have children Mm -hmm. specifically because they are told all the time other people's opinions on how to do better. Whether, Like right. you said at the very beginning, whether right. they mean to or not, what they're really saying is you probably need a little bit of help. Let me just yes. help you with this suggestion or help me. Mm-hmm. You know, Maybe you should do this next time or, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I know what you're going through. This works. What you're doing mm-hmm. isn't working or whatever. And it, ne- it doesn't stop as a parent. No. There's always opinions coming at you. I don't know if I'm ever having kids, but if I do, I will hate that. <laughs> because I do not like to be told what to do. I like I like suggestions from my core, but I don't right. I don't like. Do you just... though? Even when it's from the core, like I remember very very vividly. That's a, that's a good question. One Eric. of our family members, you know, saying something about our children and mm-hmm. about you know how could the, you know how do they behave like this and you know what could you do differently and like that's a definitely a core. Yeah. That's somebody who should be able to speak into that, but I don't like it. I was I was like you know it. I guess I should. I guess I should say like I like suggestions from my core when I ask for them, (laughs) 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 which is not what you're saying at all. (laughs) Oh, that's the truth. It stinks because the reality is, I know if we ever have kids, like it's just going to be a deluge of other people's opinions, Mm -hmm. and I am I I think this is just my opinion. Mm -hmm. Everybody should just back off. Like y'all should just take a step back. And let the people raise the kids. Unless they're in danger, like, 
leave them alone. Like, mm-hmm. let them raise their kids. Th- their child's going to be fine. You're fine. You were raised, and your parents were wacky. Well, thanks, I'm, I'm talking <laughs> to the audience, and you, of course. You My know. parents might be listening. But so. seriously, though, like, every parent messes up their kids. I've never heard one person in my entire life that said that they did it right, and they didn't pass on any of their awkward strangeness to their kid. Right. Whether they meant to or not. Like, kids. And then you, then there's children who are raised in, like, really um, unfavorable conditions. You know, maybe they're, like, in foster care or something, you know, and they don't really have a root. But they grow up and they're okay because, like, we're all striving to find peace and love and truth, right? And that's God. Like, God will talk to that person individually, right? So just back off and let people raise their kids. Yeah. So I'm afraid that should I ever have children, I'm going to become a very angry person. Like, I might like really offend people yeah i feel like i'm gonna be the parent that's just gonna be back off i've got this <laughs> like that's gonna be my t-shirt i had i had kind of an experience like that recently at walmart i mean she didn't say back off i've got this but um there was a mom who was struggling with i think he appeared to be maybe five or six and i think he would had some developmental issues as well like um you know maybe autistic maybe mm-hmm. something like that and he was in a a mode where he wanted to be out of that checkout line and I don't blame him. Checkout lines are boring. Um, but he was struggling with her, and she had to like hold on to him to keep him from running away. You having and... flashbacks to the Fourth of July? <laughs> yes, I am. I am. But my heart immediately goes out to her. Right. right. She's got this, and she had an infant with her as well, like a newborn. Like you know, must have been you know a month or two old at the most. So she's got this newborn and this child that she's struggling with. This basket full of groceries. She's in the checkout line. She can't go anywhere. She's got people in front of her and people behind her. And my heart is just like breaking. Right. Like what she's dealing with and and feeling like, what can I do to diffuse that I might be judging her? What can I do to help her? How can I be a help in her world right now? And what I decided to do was just to say to ask her if I could take her groceries, you know, to her car and help her out. That's a good in. Is it? I wasn't sure if I made the right choice because what were your other options? Ignore it to just ignore it. Oh, I mean, if you decided to engage. Right. You're in. You know, that was a safe in. Help right. with groceries, not help with child. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because that's assumptive. Yes. Yes, that that is correct. Yeah, I didn't want to say, hey, do you need some help with that guy? Yeah. You know, like right. I, exactly. I wanted to let her know there are other human beings around that can help her do what she needs to do right now as painful as it is. And I I still don't know if I made the right call. Like if, if it's better just to let her be, because she said no. She said, no, I, I'm okay, I've got it. Which, right. you know, is kind of what you were saying is like, no, back off, I, I got this. I'm good, yeah. I got this. Um, and I so I wondered about that. So I guess I'm curious what you think about that, what others think about that, you know, what you do in a situation like that. Instead of judging, what do you do on the positive side? How do you impact a situation positively? Is this gonna, This is gonna sound lame, like, any of my friends who know me, I wouldn't, I, I do not say this lightly and I do not say this because I'm like a, I don't know, I, I prayer is my, is my answer. Mm-hmm. I just think there's something about sending love and positivity to somebody in that unseen space, you know? Like if you in your spirit are looking at them with love and care and you're sending that message, you know, to God on their behalf or sending it to them just saying, you know, God, please bless this person, give her strength, give her encouragement, you know, whatever she needs, just give this to this person. I think that that can speak volumes. Yeah, I think so as well. And uh, my wife who's listening just reminded me, she actually gave her a hug on the way out and just said, you know, that you're loved and, and just kind of gave her kind of that attention to know, you know, people love you. So... I, I think any of those are, are possible options, and I don't think there is, uh, like, that right solution where you can help somebody in that situation. But. No, no, but your heart's in the right place. That's the thing that I'm saying, though, is, like, you're the only one that's on the inside of yourself, and you know, you can, you have to be able to gauge, mm. have I judged too far, or am I in that safe lane? And that's ultimately what you have to answer for, you know, and that's something between you and God in a lot of ways is, like, wh- if you're in your own lane or, or whatever. So did I don't you know. find that uh, letter that you were talking about? Uh, oh my about goodness! The mom, because I think this fits into okay. what we're talking about, and this... I wanted you to to share this. Okay, so I'm really curious what you think about this. This is getting a lot of attention right now. It's called the, the title of it is "Most Demanding First Birthday Invitation Ever," and basically what happened is this is a personal email sent from somebody who has a a one a child turning one, and was sent to like 
really close family members and the family member printed it out and handed it out around work because they were so shocked by it. And then somehow it got onto the internet. So all the personal names have been kind of blocked off or whatever, but it just says, and the name of the child is blocked off. So we're going to call him, I don't know, Tim. Okay. Nicely done. Okay. You came up with a name. Thank you. (laughs) With Tim's birthday coming up, we thought we'd ask for four items that he will really get a lot of use out of in the coming months. And I provided my mom and sister-in-law with a list of four items that would like, that Tim would like for his birthday so they can buy them for the list and avoid duplication. And then they go through play tunnel, play tent, missing Cheerio book. I don't know. Missing Cheerio book? (laughs) Fill in the missing Cheerio book. I don't know. There's a link here. If you are unable to get these items, please let us know so that we can buy them right away for him. A few other items, or a few other important items of note. Okay. Okay. If you choose to get Tim something that is not on the list anytime regarding of birthdays or holidays, please be sure to always include a receipt going forward. When we return items without receipts, we only get about 50% of the value. So it is like throwing away money if you don't include a receipt with the gifts. With formula costing us 80 bucks a week, it is always nice to be able to return items he doesn't need to get formula instead. <laughs> Second item. We would suggest no more books beyond the one Cheerio cited above. <laughs> right now, little Tim has 32 board books on his shelf and 25 additional books waiting for him in storage once he is three plus years of age. And at this point, he hates when we are trying to read to him. Third point. Please refrain from any personalized gifts that would be used outside of the house. Clothing with names is the number one thing that leads to kidnapping, so we don't need to broadcast Tim's name on the clothing or toys. Okay, halt. Just a second. <laughs> is that true? Like, is that a fact from some sort know. of police I don't update? know. Cloth- names on clothing is the number one reason children are kidnapped? I don't know. Explain it. Somebody help me understand this. I don't understand it. <laughs> But then it says Tim is getting personalized gifts from other people, but they're only going to be used inside the house. So clearly they are concerned with kidnapping. I think the idea is that if their name is on their clothes, then a kidnapper can pretend like they know them. Like, hey, Tim. Hey, Tim. Tim's come on one, over here. So Tim's not going to come on over there. <laughs> Tim's tethered to mom. Names on clothing are the know. number one reason for kidnapping. That pretty much wraps up Man, the email. The we email... could have solved kidnapping years ago. Just quit putting kids' names on clothes. Yeah. So That's anyhow, amazing. this this is getting a lot of attention. What do you think about that that letter, Aaron? How do you? And, I think. And that's also, like, if you're listening uh, live on um, on Mixler, somebody already you said can this, this cannot be real. It is real. <laughs> it is real. That is definitely an actual email that was sent, and we will link it. Um, I'll post it here. Okay. Here's what I think. I think this is like the uh, first birthday party version of the Bridezilla. Right, that kind you hear of feels about, that way, you know, like it? the wedding, you know, that has like all these rules and all these things you have to do, and you know, here's our registry, and if you don't get something on the registry, we don't want it. Make sure you include the. Rec- I mean, it feels like the the natural kind of progression of that mentality of letting people know. So I think it's a bit ridiculous. So I anticipated when I saw the title of this that it was going to be ridiculous and I was going to be kind of offended by it. Mm -hmm. But I have to be honest with you. I actually like this letter. And I, it's weird to say of that. Of course you do. Do you really? Are you surprised? No, that actually makes sense. Here's really? what here's what I think. Here's Are you what serious? I think. You really think it? Makes, I think okay. yes. Your personality. Here's what here's what I see. You love that you're letting people know the information they need to know to be the best person they can be for this situation and for you. You're I, giving them I do like to solid information. Yes. yes, yes. And I also find that I appreciate that they don't want to like overburden the child with tons of toys they have a book plan like (laughs) there are certain things i'm like i actually kind of relate to this you know i kind of relate to her wanting to like yes you want to shower my one-year-old with gifts Mm -hmm. but my child's one doesn't Mm -hmm. really need a lot we need practical things like formula Mm -hmm. so if you guys want to give gifts at least give us the receipt so we can take it back. Like, I actually think that makes sense. So is this, are you going to be a momzilla? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. If you have kids, I should say. But I have, my mom, if she's listening right now, is probably nodding her head. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I have been working my whole life at like breaking free from this sort of hoarding mentality where I like to own things mm-hmm. and have things. Yeah. And so I, I'm sure I would want to pass that on, you know, like. 
you know, you don't need a thousand toys. You need like two oh, really you, great toys. You don't need to tell me that. I, I'll never forget when, uh, for whatever reason, I was home for a couple of days and my wife and, and kids were out doing something and I cleared out our basement of toys, two full like street side garbage bins full of toys that I threw away that I just tossed because they don't ever use them. They're, you know, broken. They're whatever. I mean, kids get way too much stuff. I totally get that. But this seems to me like one of those things where it's like, but it's a birthday party. It's so, like okay, gifts. Yes. Like, don't tell me what I have to give you. I'm giving you something. Then it, it yeah. doesn't become a gift. I know, right? At that point, it's not a gift. It's a request. That's the part that I... I had to I had to put myself into this mom's shoes because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I don't want to judge people. I try yeah. to relate to them. I related to this woman, and then the next thing I thought was, I would need to just relax and let and just have a party. And then like if I'm returning gifts, who cares whether you know it's fifty percent or whatever? Just I'm I should be grateful. So I do think that this is a little too much, mm-hmm. but it's also not an invitation to the masses. This was a message to her family, not to like. A whole bunch of people. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So this is this is this mom's desire for her closest people to understand her uh-huh. heart, uh-huh. not like this isn't the child's invitation. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway. Well, that happened recently too. What was that that recent story where oh, they yeah. had like um I am totally spacing on what so happened, but it was a, it was in the UK and there was a birthday party. And when a child did not attend the birthday party, oh, he got an invoice. The parents invoiced him. Yeah, the parents of the boy that had the party invoiced the one that didn't come and said, "This is how much you owe us for not attending the party." Amazing. Well, that's a that's that's just Amazing. straight wackiness. No, that's just good parenting, Danae. That's just really good parenting. <laughs> so if you follow us on Twitter, we are at Aaron and Danae, and I just tweeted a picture. Of the note, it says, happening now on Shoot the Dough Live, what do you think of this letter about a one-year-old's birthday party invitation? You did all that while you were still talking on the talk show? I That's did. That's amazing. Multitasking. You're up. Yep. Pretty amazing, guys. So I also wanted to talk uh, a little bit about, you know, we've already said this show is supported by our patrons. You can go to patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae. Uh, and that's it. This show is solely supported by people who want to see it happen. Now, if there is a uh, business or something who you know wants to support us and we can mention them on the air, we can do that kind of thing. In fact, uh, there's a level at our Patreon. I think it starts at $100 a month, something like that. And so I wanted to thank... Uh, thank one of our listeners who had done that because we have people who support at that level. And I just want you to know whatever level you want to do to support what goes on here is so much appreciated because we love doing this thing and we want to keep doing it. So we're excited about what the, the future may be in this whole situation. It's going this. to be fun to watch it all kind of unfold. Yeah. It, what's fun about this is that you are having a front seat to this experience right along with us. So we are actually in this journey together. We have kind of an overall plan of where we think we're going, but we're experiencing this right alongside you. And what Aaron and I's heart is, is to provide a show uh, by two people of faith who are just normal, regular people wanting yeah. to have normal, regular conversations, uh, get into the deeper topics be able to have a little bit longer conversation, have a little fun, and um, be respectful, right? That's well. That's the goal. I think that was one of the things I wrote down. And there's a question mark. Like, are we going to try to be respectful of each other? <laughs> I may have mentioned fecal fries at one point. That's so. why. I'm, that's that's why I wanted to talk about this, Aaron. I didn't feel like that was very respectful. I'm just kidding. Oh mercy! <laughs> but we are having a really good time, and thank you for listening. Uh, whether you're listening now on Mixler or later on the podcast. Yeah. So if you're listening on the podcast and you want to listen live, Mixler.com. Uh, follow us there and then you can download the Mixler app or listen at our website. If you're listening live and you want to know how to do the podcast thing, just search for Shoe the Dough on iTunes or Stitcher Stitcher, or mm-hmm. wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah. So for our final segment today, uh, we want to do a little headline shaming. Well, this is a new segment. We've never done We're headline shaming. We're talking a lot about before. shame today. <laughs> well, judgment. Not necessarily shaming. Oh, that's true. Shaming is a different thing. Judging that's happens true. on the inside. Shaming is what happens when you take it on the outside. Right. Okay. So here's here's one of the side effects of going through a lot of news feeds is I come across articles that I find to be ridiculous and I kind of want to combat it by asking the question, Does this is this really something that we need to be highlighting in the news? 
So So what Danae's going to do is she's taking it on herself, her personal mission, to shame the internet into not releasing certain types of news stories. The more of us that can be on board with <laughs> not enjoying these types of articles, I just I don't even want to click on them because I don't want them to have my one-click vote, you know? Right. So there, I'm scrolling through earlier. All right, headline shaming. Are you just going to give us the headlines? I'm going to give you. Well, I'm gonna, I'm going to give you the headline. Yes. Okay, and then we'll talk a little bit about whether or not we think there's any value in having this news story or article in the world. Miley Cyrus's long armpit hair raises eyebrows. <laughs> Guys, really? Now this one's interesting because right above it was 5.3 million hens to uh-huh. be destroyed after bird flu outbreak. Boy, that's our world, right? It's like it goes from. That's awful. All these birds, like millions of birds are going to just be slaughtered and not even like they're that's that is hard. That's mm-hmm. hard. I, mm-hmm. I can't even think about that or I'll cry. But Danae, Miley Cyrus has, has long really armpit long armpit hair, guys. Hair. And I just can't. Do we really care about armpit hair? Um, No, I think that's one that has very little value. I mean, I guess you could maybe make the argument that there is something there about, uh, you know, body shaming about yeah there's something there about everybody having to be the same and you know why do girls have to shave their armpits why should miley take you know flack but maybe that's the point maybe you ignore it because who cares i kind of like that she's doing this Mm -hmm. i like that she's willing to on such a public forum (laughs) grow out her armpit hair and raise her arms over her head with confidence (laughs) And the people, they're like, that's just gross. Like, why? Why is that gross? Can we talk about that for a second? Sure. Let's talk about that for a second. That is a cultural thing. Mm -hmm. That is not gross in other cultures. To have hair. To have hair. Yeah. That grows naturally from your body. Mm -hmm. Well, we get to the place as a culture where, like, you know, eyebrow hair is eventually considered gross. Or, I mean, I see women's eyebrows disappearing. Like, they're getting so thin. (laughs) Am I wrong about this? Am I? It's not natural. <laughs> it's not like they're just being born that way. <laughs> I, I, remember I had a girlfriend uh, in high school who said something about, if you ever start plucking your eyebrows, uh, just be warned, you'll never stop. And because like her mom had like one little thin line of eyebrows left or something. Yeah, there is there is a weird thing about that. Like I do pluck my eyebrows. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I and I do. So why? So so let me ask you this. So if you're saying, you know, who cares if you have long? Why do you pluck your eyebrows? Like it's what's a personal choice? OK. And that's OK. OK. If she wants to grow her armpit hair out, that's OK, too. I see. It's, so it's, it's not about choice. either or. No. Right. We can't. We cannot keep trying to make everybody else do what we're comfortable with. We just can't. Mm-hmm. There's, and then we shouldn't keep highlighting it. And I think that's one of the reasons I was so upset about the article. Like it just. And yet here we are having why? this amazing discussion on it. <laughs> see, this is how it works. This is why headline uh, shaming should be a thing. Yes. Okay. Here's the next one. And I don't want to get political here. Why not? Freedom. We have freedom to do whatever we want. Vice President Biden steals a baby's pacifier. (laughs) Guys, there are worse things in the world to worry about. And it's not like he stole it. He's holding a child, and then the the pacifier moves from child's mouth to his mouth. He didn't steal it. Wait, hold on a second. It's just that doesn't just magically happen. Like that is not something that. What just what? Like it's not. This is. This is a, why is this not okay? I'm (laughs) serious. So, but why is it making the news? Why is it a big issue for a grown man to like be playing with a kid and to like take the pacifier and put it in his mouth? So it's funny because the headline makes it seem like it was like some sort of controversy. Yeah. Like some sort of grand larceny. But he did that thing that I've seen every parent do Mm -hmm. where like a kid has a pacifier. You lean in, you grab the end of it with your mouth. And you take it out. And you take it out. Yes. And then you lean in and give it back. Yes. And then you lean in and take it out. But it's totally inappropriate for for somebody else to do it. Like it's totally inappropriate for somebody in a suit to do it maybe it's because it's like he doesn't know that child is it a child related to him i think like that is a bit weird right like if it's not your child that you would play with him that intimately if it's not your child, why why are you handing him to biden anyway amen amen if you don't if you don't want someone to like love on your kid and like mess up his hair and take his pacifier and smooch him in the face or whatever people adults do with children don't hand your kid over to him you know? Hey, I, 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 have, know. I only hold my own babies. 
That is just my I rule. I have to tell you, this is really therapeutic for me because I get angry about this stuff <laughs> all the time. The well, I'll let you know, uh, uh, Chris, who's listening live right now, mm-hmm. says uh, armpit hair is not okay, you loon. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, the people have spoken. Oh, no. <laughs> armpit hair is fine, Chris. Do you shave your armpit hair? That's what I want to know. And it's double standard, right? It is double I, standard. I, I have shaved my armpit hair. Just you so, have? Just so we're being fully open disclosure. No, question. When I was was it for a purpose or were you just curious about what happened? I was happened? curious. Yeah. I was curious. I was like, what happens if this hair goes away? It grows back. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> the skin got all smooth for like a week. It was incredible. Uh, that's funny. I actually grew my armpit hair out once. Just Let's just be I, honest. I remember. You wore a sleeveless shirt so one curious. time during that week. I was so curious what would happen. And this is funny. I think people are like, ew, gross. Like they're getting grossed out. Uh-huh. I did it. I I wanted to experiment. Uh-huh. And so I did. That's funny. Women experiment That's by letting experiment. it grow. Men experiment shaving by shaving it. it. Yeah. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I was really curious if it would start smelling bad. Why? Why? In I don't fact, know. hair actually, I think, improves smells from what I understand. It like wicks them away. <laughs> Is that wrong? It's like a little, it's like a little jumping board. Yeah, like yeah, the, the smells... little sweat particle just like goes down and like, whee! just like flings off into yes, the air. Yes, that's <laughs> no how Aaron. I see it in my head. Is that not how it works? Uh, I, I was like, I remember telling my husband, I was like, Justin, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grow out my armpit hair, and he was like, he gave me the most disgusted look. He goes, why? And I was like, I just want to see what happens. I've never done it before. I've been mm. shaving my armpit since. I started shaving. Since hair started growing Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just what you do. And he was like, okay. And he never noticed. He never, like, noticed the whole process or whatever. But then I was like, I wonder if I can – I kind of wanted to offend somebody. I sort of wanted to have that conversation. <laughs> I, I, I was Miley Cyrus you walk, around, you walk around with your hand <laughs> yeah. behind your head. Yeah. <laughs> just elbow in the air. And hey, so, guys. So look um, at me. We, have, we have these women's retreats that we would do. And the, this ladies group I accidentally kind of started or whatever – and the whole, like, one of the things that gels us together besides the fact that we're ladies and we're mm-hmm. Christian or some actually some of them aren't Christian. We're just, like, loving people, I guess, mm-hmm. is that we've all been really slighted by the church at one point in time. Okay. And so we all struggle with opening back up to Christians. That's oh, one of the things that really bonds yeah. us together. We can talk about it sometime. But yeah, anyway, one of the fun things is, like, I admitted, I think on the first time, that I, like, I hadn't shaved my legs for a while, which is totally normal, especially in the wintertime. Don't mm-hmm. be surprised about it. Everybody knows it. Yeah. So so the big joke became, like, who had the longest, you know? Leg hair? Leg hair. So we were having this retreat coming up, and I was like, I want to see if anyone says I have the longest armpit hair. And then I was going to have this... <laughs> This is so silly. I was going to have this big reveal. You know, I'd be like, oh, yeah? Look at this. <laughs> and then everyone leans in and like. But, it's, <gasps> but here's the thing. It's not the same if you bring it up. I know. So you're like sitting there waiting. I like, was, looking around. Yeah. Okay, who's going to talk about it? Come on, guys. Right? Bring this up. Let's now, do this. And frustratingly, I had actually told two people my plan. And so they could be the instigators if oh, no one else did. Oh, nice. You they forgot. Some... <laughs> so I went the whole weekend. Oh, man. With like. What is that? <laughs> oh, it's my phone. But um, I went the whole entire weekend and nothing happened from it. So there was like no great like, it was going to be the big send off. Like, okay, now I can shave. <laughs> nothing happened. Oh, today really I'm sorry. So that's why my armpit you hair had is still people, long. You had people on that's the inside. That's why I still have long armpit hair because no one's ever <laughs> brought it up. You've never shaved it. That's unfortunate. I'll take a picture real quick. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking, guys. <laughs> All right. You got another uh, headline shaming? We kind of went back to one thanks to Chris. but Thanks, Chris. You know, not really. I, there's there's all, kind, like, I, there's all kinds of stuff that I come across. Um, there's not really anything else that's more shaming. It's just all really interesting stuff to me. Oh, well, I guess we could talk about this. This isn't really a shame, though. It's okay. Roseanne Barr reveals that she's going blind. But that's not really... It was interesting because your reaction to this news, whenever I was talking to you about it, mm-hmm. Aaron was like, you know, it's interesting because the only reason that's making headlines is because she's famous. Yeah, we all get older and we all have different things happen to us. But, you know, it's like um, when it happens to a famous Michael person, J. Fox with his Parkinson's exactly. or, you know, and I think there's something valuable about that. I think there's something valuable about bringing attention to the ways we decline when we get older. Exactly. Like Especially it, in part. It, you know, it wouldn't get to the headlines if it was like, you know. Jim Johnson. Mm-hmm. No one knows who Jim Johnson is. You know, it's just. You know, but Roseanne Barr, we all know who that is, and mm-hmm. so she's going blind. And it, so that one, I don't know if it's more of a shaming thing. It's just interesting that 
you know, this bit of news kind of rises to the surface. So, but I, I, I have other things that we can do. We can wait for those for the next That's show. cool. We've got about uh, six minutes left in the show, and I have one more thing that we can maybe do. Um, I have... I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about the fact that I am a super taster. Mm -hmm. So this is something that when I say to people, they don't, you know, they think I'm making it up. It's like my mutant power. I genetically have twice as many taste buds as the normal person. So I taste things at a stronger level. I actually have in my hands little strips of paper that are covered in a... Shards of glass. Shards of glass. No, Aaron. And uh, dog hair. Gross. And uh, child's feet. Armpit hair. <laughs> no, they are covered in a substance that only super tasters can taste. It tastes bitter to super tasters and nobody else tastes them. And I have two of them. So here's what I wanted to do. I wanted you, Danae, to okay. test one and me to test one. All right. Well, I'm going to video record this. And see if possibly this is you know real, if you can taste what's on it, if not. Now, I've had these for like like a year and a half. Do they expire? I don't know. I'm hoping not. Is there a chance that... There's a chance we'll both just be eating paper. <laughs> awesome. I've done that before. I remember eating paper when I was a little girl. I mean, not like sheets and sheets of paper. All right, there's yours. Okay, let's... So this is uh -huh. it's a little strip. I'm taking video while this is happening. And this is mine. So... Yours looks smaller because your hands are massive. <laughs> it does happen that way. Okay. So we're just going to eat paper now. All right. So here's what here's what I want. I want you to go first, and I want you to tell me if you taste anything. Okay. Well, so, you hold the camera. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm putting this strip of paper in my mouth. Uh-huh. What do you taste? I taste... Like it, it does have a flavor to it. <laughs> Thank you, Danae, for making the taste sound effects. Am I, am I making the... <laughs> okay. It does have a, a taste to it. Uh-huh. But I don't know that... It does have flavor. Okay. Okay. You call that flavor. Mm -hmm. I'm so curious what this is going to taste like. All right. So now it's my turn. I mean, do I swallow this? No. No. Okay. You can spit it out. Yes. It is the requirement <laughs> of the test <laughs> that you actually swallow the paper. All right. Okay. Ready? What do you think? Are you faking it? He's, no. You're grimacing. No. So, so oh. the flavor that I had is amplified obviously for you it does like there's like an aftertaste i think i have oh. an advanced palate but i don't i am definitely not a super taster that is awful that is it's like it's like a bitter taste okay here's my question it's like to you. it's like hold on it's like somebody took coffee mm -hmm. and they ground it in the dirt okay and then they brought it back up they walked on it with their bare feet they walked after on it with the their bare feet after going to the bathroom yes. and put it on a strip of paper nice that is awful so do you feel excited, oh. though, because that means that you've officially taken the super taster test and you've passed no, it? No, 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 no. I, I knew I was a super taster. Like, I like I wasn't in, in doubt about that at all. But it is, I mean, it well, is nice that it... now there's, like, some it, proof. It, it is nice that it lasted that long and actually has... Yes, thanks. Please, the discarded... Uh, the Ew. discarded paper, please film that. So here's, here's, the, uh, here's the thing about being a super taster, right? You're always labeled a picky eater. You know, poor you. Because you I'm don't stopping like... recording now. This good, good. Okay. Uh, because there are certain things you don't like, but I just want you to know, I just put a piece of paper in my mouth, so I'm not a picky eater. <laughs> well, you didn't eat it. <laughs> I dare you to eat it. I totally would. You oh, know, I would. All right, I'm recording. No, stop. Nope, we're recording. All right, Aaron. I'm not gonna eat. It's time for the show to end. <laughs> Isn't it time for the show to end? I think it's time for the show to end. Convenient for you. Hey, I want to thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of Shoe the Dough Live. If you're listening on Mixler, please consider sharing this with your audience. If you've got people that you think would enjoy the show, share it on Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus if anybody's there. You know, that kind of thing. And then if you're listening later at podcasts, you can do the same thing. Share this uh, episode with your friends if you liked it. And also, we would love to have your comments and feedback. Obviously, we've been getting your feedback in the live chat. Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for joining in on the chat. We appreciate that. And uh, we also, obviously, can ch uh, leave comments at iTunes or Stitcher, those kind of places as well. Or our website. Go there and, you know, click on the, uh, the episode and leave yep. some comments there as well. Yep, 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 yep. All that is possible. And like we said, we couldn't do it without hey, you. Hey, Aaron. Yeah. I, I can't do this, man. What? You're playing the wrong music. I am playing the wrong music. I just can't go on. I was faking it, 
Oh, that's, but it's that, not this our Shunado music. No, no, no. This this cannot stand. Oh, it's no, no. Gonna, okay. Is that better? Do we, do we need to start over? Yeah, can we start from the very... Sure. Here it is. Oh, that's much better. <laughs> oh. I, I was a little bit upset. It yeah. didn't feel right on the inside. I understand. I understand. Yeah. It felt like children, barefooted. It did. Walking through Chick-fil-A after having been to the restroom. That's exactly right. I was going to make it work, <laughs> but I had to say so. Although I didn't say anything to the kids at the Chick-fil-A's. What would you have said? Let's finish with this. <laughs> Let's say you're in a situation where you have to say something to either the mom or the children. Okay, who do you have to to? Let's start give with me, the mom. Start with the mom. Mm -hmm. What would you say to her? You have to say something. I have to say something. Mm -hmm. I would say... Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> okay, good start. Good start. My name is Danae. Uh huh. I'm a total stranger. Right. Um, did you know that the children that you're watching are shoeless in the bathroom? So right off the bat, you're you're gonna ask her if she's paying I'm attention. I'm gonna get to the point. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna get to the point. All yeah. right. What would you say to the kids? Hey guys, put your shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that works. We'll catch you next Tuesday at noon central for Shoe the Dough Live. And thanks for checking it out and tuning in. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.